We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center. It is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. We continue on with our Nebraska football show for the week and delighted to be joined first by special teams coordinator Joey Connors, elevated to that position a month or so ago. But you've been in Lincoln for a little while, right? Yeah, I got here uh, last year during fall three days into fall camp last year. So been here for a year and some change. Yeah, and you know, we'll take you back, everybody back, kind of give them your, your background. You played at Central Florida, and yep. so you played for Coach Frost and that staff down there and had that magical season. That had to be a kick to be a part of that team. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a, it was a role, you know, coming in as a redshirt freshman. We went 0-12, and, and then <laughs> then two years with uh, Coach Frost, we ended up going 13-0, and 0, and Coach Dawson was my position coach. and. Um, so, you know, I've been around these guys before, so it was good getting back up here. Well, your, your life has probably been a bit of a whirlwind, I would guess, the last yeah. six weeks. Um, how have you adapted to it? How has the transition gone for you taking over special teams? Yeah, it's been going great. Um, you know, I've been under Coach Bush now um, and learning under him. He's a great mentor, um, you know, showing me how to run meetings, uh, showing me how to, you know, draw up stuff against got other teams' punt, kickoff, kickoff return. Um, so Coach Bush has been a great asset for me, learning under him, um, coming going back the last spring and before that, and then um, then Coach uh, Joseph, just the support he feeds me and he builds my confidence, and you know always telling me you know how well we're doing, and you know just both of those guys have done a really good job, and then just other coaches on the way, Coach Dawson being with him last year, obviously playing for him, um, and then Coach and you know coaches that I played for, you know, so it's just those guys are just building confidence in me. After I got the job, I had, you know, coaches that I played for that were texting me, telling me that I would do a great job. And, you know, it's, you know, it's appreciated because, you know, confidence is a big thing uh, when it comes to football and coaching and playing. You need confidence. So, Joey, when that switch flipped and they go, okay, you're going to be in charge now of special teams, you had to have a comfort level from the fact that you knew all the guys on the team, right? And you knew the kickers and you knew the guys that were going to be on coverage units. That had to be at least a little comforting for you, right? Yeah, it was comforting. You know, one thing I take pride in is I know every single kid on the team. Um, first name, where they're from, first and last name, because, you know, I last year when I was a GA, they were my look team. And I had to get guys out there to be a look team. And, you know, the, my group is, you know, the specialist group bringing in Brian and Timmy and Brady. Uh, they've come in and a great job, but I take pride in knowing every single one, you know, 150, 140, how many players have, you know, knowing their first name, knowing their last name. That's something I take pride in, and I was confident, yeah, going in. Talked about your life being a whirlwind. It's also, I hope we don't forget, it, it's, it's a whirlwind for the players, too, because their world got shaken pretty much with Coach Frost and then a change of defensive coordinator. Uh, how have they responded? How's their work ethic been over the last month plus? Uh, amazing. Uh, really amazing. You haven't, you didn't see any drop off. Um, you know their effort and their strain is there every single practice, especially when it comes to, you know, the special teams periods. Um, you know they're out there giving it all every single period, every single drill. Um, I told them because I went through college. I went through three different head coaches in college, and you know I was in their shoes four or five years ago. Right. Um, so I can relate to them. So I think that helps out a lot. And I told them. You know, right the first meeting I had when I took over, I said, guys, it doesn't matter who's up here. What matters is you guys have each other and that they trust each other and they believe in each other. Um, and I think, you know, first thing I told them is I trust them and I have confidence in them and hope they, have, they trust and have confidence in me. And the single the first day, um, they've been nothing but great. Our chat with the coach, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel. Com. Again, we're visiting with Joey Connors, Nebraska special teams coach, on our football radio hour. 
I want to start with the punt blocks. You've had three of those this year. That has to really be satisfying. She put so much time and effort into those things. But the, the energy and the excitement level for a team when that happens, it's just off the chart, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome, especially the one against Indiana. You know, first game, um, Chris going over and blocking it, Malcolm scooping. going over, scoop and scoring. Yeah. You know, all week I was saying Malcolm was going to be the one blocking it, and then, you know, Chris ended up doing it, Malcolm scoring. But it's just a momentum thing. And uh, Coach Joseph says all the time, you know, one of the goals for special teams is make a game-changing play. Uh, if it's punt return, if it's kickoff return, if it's kickoff, if it's it doesn't matter. He wants a game-changing play on special teams once a game. Um, so, you know, if it's punt, if it's pinning him inside the 10, that's a big deal in our conference with field position. Um, so I think that's, you know, getting a punt block and then going for a touchdown, um, that's a huge, huge deal. Um, and just the, you can feel the excitement on the sideline. And then that carries over to the kickoff. Then it carries over to the defense on the field. So it's a huge thing. The first one of the year, I got kind of emotional because it was Javen who got mm -hmm. the block. And he's been so to throw so much as a human being. I mean, the blood clots and all the yeah. injuries. For him to have that moment had to be pretty cool for, for you, for the, all the coaches, the entire team. Yeah, that was awesome. He's been great for us on special teams, on defense. Um, he's probably one of our best front line guys on kickoff return. Uh, not a lot of people talk about the front line guys on kickoff return, but it's a tough job for linebackers and running backs running full speed at you and then having to block them. Um, he's probably one of our better guys at that. Um, so he's been nothing but great for us on special teams and on defense. Um, but yeah, I was so happy for him after him getting that block um, and seeing the excitement of just the guys when he got to the sideline. It's just awesome to see. Another guy that we, we call his name a lot on tackles on some of your teams is Phelan Sanford. He seems to have a bit of a nose for the ball. Yeah, Phelan's, you know, goes back to last year. He's a, you know, we call him a core four guy where he's on every single special teams. Um, he's a guy that has, you know, elite speed. So we put him out on gunner on punt. Last year he played tackle on punt. You know, he's played all over on punt return, kickoff return. He's another front line guy that we have that we use. Um, so we use him all over. And then kickoff, uh, you know, with his speed getting down there, we've moved him more inside this year, and he's done a really, really good job for us. A walk-on, which no, they, a lot of guys on team don't even realize he's a walk-on because everybody gets treated mm -hmm. the same. Another walk-on is Grant Taggy. Mm -hmm. It seems like he has an impact on this football team. Yeah, Taggy's an, you know, he's an awesome player uh, and a better guy off the field. Um, he comes in, you know, into my office almost every single day, and we really? just talk. If it's about ball, if it's about life, it doesn't matter. Um, he's just a great guy, and he, he cares. That's the biggest thing. He's a care factor. Um, he, you know, our punt return team, he's in charge of it. He's in charge of making all the calls, all the checks. Wow. Um, and one thing is that he takes pride in that, and which is huge. When you have a guy like that, I trust Taggy, you know, and it could be over on the sideline for we to draw up a check real quick, and, you know, I trust Taggy to get everybody set. Um, but one thing is he cares and he takes pride in that unit. He knows that's his job. He knows, you know, for the, when we call punt return, on first down even, on second down, he's coming over, hey, coach, what are you thinking? And he picks my brain. What do you want to do? What are we doing here? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Um, so one thing is he cares and he takes pride in that unit, which goes a long way. Another walk-on that's a big part of it, Zach Winemaster. Is he in that same line as Grant? Yeah, Zach, he's been awesome. He's been really good for us, especially on kickoff. Um, last year, we threw him in there. You know, I think it was in Michigan. We, we threw him yeah. in there and ended up making a big tackle uh, to stop it. Then he made one against Ohio State, and his name just kept popping up and making plays. And, you know, spring, going back to spring last year when Coach Bush took over as coordinator, we were looking at depth charts. And, uh, you know, from now, two years ago, Winemaster was a look team guy. You know, he was fourth or fifth string on kickoff. And now he's, you know, the last year and a half, he's covered every single kick. 
I mean, I think last game he got in on tackle, and he's been great. Uh, you know, kickoff return, he's our off returner to help set up the returns. You know, he's on punt return, he's the edge guy. So, you know, he's been a great guy, and he, you know, nothing but great things to say about him. Folks, you can learn how you can earn up to $250 more per acre when you grow value-added grain by visiting cvacoop.com, Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. It is our Nebraska football show for the week. The Huskers getting ready to go to the big house to take on Michigan, visiting with Joey Connors, special teams coordinator for the Huskers here. Let's get into the kickers. And it was a big offseason to go find some guys, and you went to the FCS ranks. Bill Bush has, has said from time to time, it's pretty easy to evaluate kickers because it's the same whether it's NAI, Division II, FCS, FBS, because yeah. you got to kick. And you found two of them. Let's start with Brian Muschini, who you got here in the spring, went through spring ball. Last week, I had this last night, we talked about this on the show, he averaged 55 yards a punt Saturday yeah. against Minnesota. Yeah, which is huge. He had, you know, he's been struggling a little bit with his ankle, obviously, with Oklahoma. And to have a game, I think Illinois, he averaged right around 48. And now this game, averaging 55. So he's put two great weeks together. Um, and, you know, he's been through a lot and uh, kicking and some of the wind we deal with. If it's here in our stadium for when we're at Rutgers, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Um, and for him to go out and have a 55-yard average last week is just huge. Um, and, you know, he puts the work in. Uh, you know, he does like a 1,000 drops a day with his wife, which is, you know, that just shows how much it means to him. Um, so he's always working. If it's, you know, over the summer, if it's in the winter, if it's in the spring, he always looks at me. He goes, I get 1,000 drops in. And then, um, you know, coming in, you know, he wasn't a holder. Uh, never held in his life. And then now he's our starting holder. And so when we told him this summer he'll be the holder, uh, he got over a thousand holds in every single day, so he could be good at it for Timmy. So that just shows you what type of work ethic that Brian has. Jessica was telling me the story yesterday on the air about Brian that she goes, he's so intense on the sideline. He's rooting the defense on. He is the ultimate team player down there on the sidelines. A lot of emotion coming out of Brian. Yeah, he 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 has a lot of emotion. He's locked into the game the whole time, yeah. um, and that's a big thing, you know. When Coach Bush started before the season with him, is that our guys were going to be locked into the game. Um, they weren't going to be guys that were not locked in the game, and they're seeing, you know, they're cheering for our guys. If it's offense, defense, it does not matter. Um, but, you know, if it's Timmy, if it's Brian, if it's Frankie, if it's Charlie, it doesn't matter. All those guys are locked in the game on the sideline. But he does, yeah, Brian's an emotional, his, you know, emotional guy at times, but it's a good thing. Well, and then she said, and Timmy's just like this. Yeah. Never, never, and which maybe you kind of want that, right? Because 100%. kickers got to be able to be kind of a ice water in their veins, right? To mm -hmm. go out there and hit a big kick. And he's been on fire the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Timmy's been really good the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm happy for him because, you know, starting off the season, he got thrown in there. And two of the three kicks were, you know, 46 yards and plus yeah. his first three kicks and, you know, power five football, which is a big deal. And, uh, you know, going from Furman to playing here at Nebraska is, is a big difference. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm proud of him. He's bounced back and, you know, went to Purdue, went three for three, went, you know, two for two the other week. And, you know, I'm just proud of him how long, how he's come along. And he is. He's a very, you can say whatever you want, but he's in the same way the whole time. And those are sometimes the best kickers. You know, the guy I played with in college who's now in the NFL um, and has been kicking now for three or four years, exact same way, exact same personality as Timmy. Yeah. Six straight for uh, for Timmy. Uh, I know that makes you feel good. Brendan Frankie um, has just been really outstanding kicking off. And we made the comment in the broadcast last week that sometimes maybe you don't want to touch back because your cover units have been so good. You've been tackling guys around the 15, 18-yard mm -hmm. line until you pick up yards. 
But it's nice to have a guy with a leg that can just get it out of the back of the end zone, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and that's what Coach Joseph tells Mickey every – I mean, he tells Frankie every single time, you know, just kick it. Kick it out of the end zone. <laughs> and Frankie's been great with that this season. Um, you know, we met before the season, and he told me what his goal was. You know, last year he was right around the 60% of touchbacks, and so he looked right. at me, and he wants to be – he's like, I want to be in the 70% this year. And he's like, next year I want to be at the 80 um, which is good to see, you know, guys to set goals for themselves to go and do. And, you know, it's nice. I know our, our kickoff team is hungry, so it's a couple of times it's okay for him to come up short and those guys go down and cover. And, you know, guys like Ty Hahn have been flying down there and covering. Cooper Jewett, just some other guys have been doing a great job for us in that cover unit. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those guys as well. Frankie it did attempt a field goal in Ireland because it was over 50 yards. You guys are apparently comfortable with him maybe trying some long, long kicks. Yeah, Frankie, we... Uh, We'll practice it in the stadium and during the week. But yeah, Frankie has the ability to hit a 56, 57, and sometimes 58-yard wow. field goal, which is just, which is crazy with his leg strength. Um, he is one of the strongest legs that you know I've I've seen. Um, he can go from like a three-step doing kickoffs and hit a touchback, which oh. you know he can grab a punt and hit a four you know four-six hang 50-yard punt out of nowhere. Um, so his leg strength is just ridiculous. Dorothy Lynch, home style light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. Again, visiting with Joey Connors here on our Nebraska Football Hour. We're also going to hear from Mike Cassano, wide receivers coach, coming up here in just a little bit. Let's talk about long snappers because you use two of them. You use one on PATs and field goals and a different one for punts. How do you decide that? What's the different skill set involved in doing those two different kind of snaps? Yeah, so for our punt, you know, we brought in Brady from uh, Georgetown, Georgetown, and he actually played defensive line, too, at Georgetown. Wow. Um, so he's actually a really athletic guy. Um, and, you know, when it comes to punt, it comes with accuracy and velocity. Um, so with Brady, he's consistently in the 6'8 to 7'1, which is really good snap time for us. Um, and also what is another plus is he's really athletic and he can protect. Um, so that's kind of the reason for why he's been doing um, punt snaps this whole year is just with how his athletic ability and his velocity helps us out a lot. Um, and then Piper, he's been doing a great job of the last, you know, two, three years with field goal. And one thing he does a really good job with is the accuracy. Um, his field goal snaps are really good accuracy. And, you know, they talk about it, but laces. Um, Piper usually doesn't give laces, which in the kicking world, if you give laces, not good because then the holder has to spin it and everything. Yep. Right. And then so for Piper, he does a really good job, has really good control and really good accuracy. And, um, you know, we tell him all the time, you know, major in their majors. And he's major in their punt. He's major. But they back up each other and they both can do either. You never notice those guys unless there's a bad snap. 100%. And this year there really hasn't been. I mean, it's just been remarkable how consistent both of those guys have been for you. Yeah, they've done a great, great job, and, you know, both seniors. Um, and both, you know, have done a great job with the guys in the group, really. Um, Brady, you know, doesn't talk a lot, but when he does needs to talk, you know, they, people listen. Yeah. Um, but those are just two guys who are really fun to be around. They come into my office all the time and just want to talk. And um, But they, they, when it's time to work, they'll work. They know it's time to... You know, and I'm probably their hardest critic, and they know it. You know, they have like a low snap, and they know they're going to hear from me, but it's good because they want to be perfect. Last thing, the kick and punt return games, I've really felt like Tommy Hill is close to busting one for us. I thought he was going to do it at Purdue mm -hmm. on one of those kicks. you got to feel like you're close there, and Trey Palmer certainly is a big threat in the punt return game. Yeah, we've been close a couple times, especially at the kick return phase. Um, yeah, Purdue, you know, we had a couple big returns. I think we ended up having three or four returns past the 30-yard line, which yeah. is huge. Um, and he was close to breaking one. And, you know, Tommy is a big play waiting to happen. Um, and that's why we have him back there, because he, he poses a threat. And, you know, the last couple teams we've played have changed up their, you know, kickoff formation just because they were scared. 
Um, so I think Tommy has done a great job back there. And obviously with Trey's speed, I mean, we see it on offense every single week. Uh, you know, Trey poses a threat back there anytime he's back there. But it's part return, kick return, wide receiver. Um, and it's just, you know, he, they're one miss, making one guy miss to breaking it. And it seems like Oliver's kind of your hands guy. Yeah, Oliver's a guy, you know, did it last year, you know, some of the best hands on the team. And, you know, he makes great decisions, you know, big thing in, you know, special teams is decision making. And one thing he does a really good job is making decisions. So when we think uh, it's going to be a punt close to the goal line or a punt that we just need to be caught, we put Oliver back there. And also Oliver has the ability of making one or two guys to miss too. Um, but yeah, Oliver, we feel really comfortable back there if it's a really windy day, put him back there. Because at the end of the day, it's either, you know, Coach Bush said all the time, it's either first down or touchdown Nebraska after the, that unit. Well, Joey, appreciate you coming in and talking some football. You've done a really good job with this group. And uh, keep it going. Let's go, uh, let's go shock the world on Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you. Joey Connors with us here on Sports Hunting. Our hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. They've got 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned where you can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. We're back to talk wide receivers with Coach Cassano. That'll be next. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, which is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. We continue our Nebraska football radio hour with wide receivers coach Mike Cassano. We were chatting before we started the segment here that you and Mark Whipple's paths have just intersected a handful of times in your coaching career, correct? Uh, yes, it has. Uh, this is the fourth place that we've been together at, and um, it's uh, really great to be able to get a chance to work with him again here in Nebraska. So you probably, his terminology, maybe some of the, the kind of his core concepts, you get all, you get all that. Yeah, that, that's really helped me um, being able to get into this position, be able to uh, have an in-depth knowledge of the offense and the roots of the offense. Sometimes when you know the genesis of things, obviously the offenses evolve as the years go by, but uh, understanding the genesis of where stuff begins and, and the root foundation of the plays and the concepts uh, really helps you be able to uh, be a really good teacher with the offense. So Mickey gets elevated to the interim head coach, so you take over the wide receiver room. But you were working with that group before, yes. correct? Yes. Uh, it was great working with Coach Mick. Um, I learned a lot from Coach Mick, but uh, it was a really uh, – we really hit it off really well because a lot of our – core uh, beliefs really really uh, mirror each other and it was really easy I could just be me and he was him and um, just uh, he did such a great job of coming in and really trying to change the culture of the room and uh, really bring that energy and passion uh, which which uh, the messaging really hasn't changed it's just a uh, different voice now going forward but uh, Mickey did a good job of setting that foundation and uh, we locked we walked lockstep uh, in establishing that culture in the room and uh, I'm just trying to carry on uh, what, what he built built uh, and uh, build from there. He, of course, knew Trey Palmer from yes. his LSU days. You didn't until eight, nine months ago. What's it been like to coach that young man? Trey's uh, he's a great kid. Uh, he's the, the thing that's the most impressive, uh, you know, this day and age of me, 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 uh, he's a team guy, team first. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's very, very talented. Um, he's a guy that's not about the spotlight, um, but he does, he does a lot. He does like being in the spotlight when his number's called. Um, I think that uh, he's a guy that uh, his best football may be in front of him. Uh, he was a little bit uh, raw, and um, when he got here, and um, you know, he's 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 
getting better every week. Um, he's a guy that really works hard in practice, uh, but he's, he's actually really smart. We actually ask him to do two different positions, um, and, and it allows a lot of flexibility for us to be able to get him the ball in many different ways and put him in a bunch of different spots on the field uh, where it's difficult for teams to be able to find him and track him. Yeah, that monster game at Purdue, school record. We put a lot of football games around here, and he's got the school record for receiving yards in a game. Since then, it's been a little tougher sledding. How's he handled maybe more of the focus of another team's defense and maybe not putting up big numbers in the last couple games? Uh, the only number he cares about is that we score one more point than the opponent. Um, and, and, and that's not just uh, coach talk right there. That You can just see it in the interviews and uh, the way he carries himself. He's a, definitely a team first guy. Uh, he wants to win the games. But uh, all wideouts want to have their numbers. And, um, and, and the thing about our offense that's really good is coverage driven. And, um, you know, so that's why our guys really, uh, when, when, when a route is called, it's coverage driven, meaning that the guys are all going to be hauling butt, running around the field, and, and, and straining to get open, and the quarterbacks go through their progressions, and, and where the ball ends up is based on coverage. So um, we have answers to a lot of different coverages that they could give us uh, within each pass concept, and that's why our guys really uh, spray the field and, and play so fast. But uh, his number's been called, and uh, we've been able to get him the ball um, pretty regularly. And um, there is a little bit of frustration just because he wants to help the team, not necessarily because of his stat line. So that, that's a real good thing. Um, he's working on little techniques um, that, that may have caused a couple hiccups uh, with some matchup uh, techniques that uh, we've kind of smoothed out a little bit. And, um, but again, I think the thing that's great about him is he's, he's worried more about uh, um, helping the team than, than his bottom line. Oh, that's good to hear. Really good to hear. Our chat with the coach is proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. Again, Mike Cassano, Husker wide receivers coach with us tonight here on our Husker football radio hour. Marcus Washington coach is another transfer into the program from Texas, so he had a relationship with Casey Thompson. What about him? What's impressed you about Marcus? Uh, Marcus is a really smart, uh, savvy receiver. Uh, you can tell he's played a lot of football. Um, he's a guy that doesn't have quite the top end speed of Trey Palmer, and not many guys do, but um, he is just kind of really a slick receiver at the top of the routes is where uh, anybody that knows anything about wide receiver play, that's where you really get open um, is the top of your routes. And he's got a unique way of separating at the top on, on corners and um, does a really good job of picking up different concepts and uh, understanding the system. So the, the transition for him, um, some things that they used to call apple at Texas, we call orange here at Nebraska. So uh, it was just kind of a language barrier and, yeah. and he handled that really well. And uh, the transition has been really smooth with him. Mickey, over the summer, I talked to Mickey about this group, and he kind of termed him as a bit of a bully in a good way, mm -hmm. that he's willing to get out there and get after people, and maybe that really helps him in blocking downfield and on the edge. I would agree with that. Uh, this is the healthiest Marcus has been all season, and um, I really think that you're going to see a different guy this week, and um, he's had a really good week of practice. I agree with that uh, on, on film at Texas. Uh, he was really getting after those uh, DBs in, in the Big 12, and, and he's got to step his game up in that capacity here. Uh, this week is a big challenge for him. They're a physical bunch, and um, we're, we're really excited about getting up there and, and taking care of that challenge. Coach, I, I'm an amateur at this, so I may be way off and tell me if I am, but it seems to me like Elante Brown is growing up. 
as a whiteout. He really has. Um, I've been able to be here and, and see his uh, growth. He came in here. Uh, he was a uh, runaround quarterback. I used to tell him he was the master of the broken play at quarterback. They just used to run around and uh, make plays, and, and he did. He did a great job of making plays, but uh, he's turned himself into a wide receiver, and that's, that's a credit to his hard work, and um, he does a great job of uh, Mastering his craft on the field uh, as far as practice and in the summer, in the off season, in the weight room, uh, getting his body ready to go. But he does a lot of things, what I call the lab. He gets into the film room and um, he spends a lot of time studying other players, studying his own tape, and then he's also uh, really working to uh, detail the playbook so uh, he can be ready to go when his number's called. Oliver Martin's had moments, had a, had a great catch against Indiana for a score uh, earlier in the year. He's had certainly some moments for the team. Yes, Oliver is a really, really talented kid. Um, he can uh, he can really run. Um, he's uh, super athletic. Might be um, you know the only guy that maybe be faster than him is is probably Trey. But um, he can really get down the field and uh, he elevates and catches a lot of contested balls. And um, he's a guy that uh, really works at his craft and has done a great job this week in practice. So we're expecting a big day. Uh, he obviously transferred from Michigan, so this is yeah. a little special spot for him um, going back up to Ann Arbor. But um, he's just worried about uh, mastering the game plan and. Um, being ready for when his number's called. You had a you've had an addition to your room in the last month, and that's Tommy Hill. Right. Made the flip from defense to offense. How's that gone? What do you see from Tommy? Tommy's a lot of fun to work with. Um, I kind of cut my teeth uh, in in South Florida, so working with those Florida boys is not uh, anything new for me. And um, he's uh, he's a character, and um, we've hit it off really well. We we spent a lot of hours together, extra to get him up to speed, and and doing my best to help flatten the learning curve for him. Um, he brings a uh, he brings speed to the room that um, you know we're really excited about. He's a kid that uh, really can stretch the field, but he's a natural catcher of the ball. Um, he's got really strong hands. He's smart. He's picked things up really well. I've been very impressed with how hard he's worked on his own to uh, study the play, playbook and uh, master the game plans. Um, I think that uh, he's had a real good week so far, and we're looking forward for big things for him in the future. Coach, I probably get asked about this guy more than maybe anybody else on the team, and it's Omar Manning, and he just has had a hard time staying healthy. Maybe keeping himself locked in. Where is Omar? I saw him out there a couple of plays last week. Omar's had uh, he had a really good week last week and um, got some uh, snaps last week against Minnesota. And those snaps will grow this week against Michigan. Um, he's had a great week of practice, back-to-back uh, -back weeks, which, as you said, uh, it's just about him being out there. And, and um, he's had legitimate um, injuries and, and, and things that have kept him away from football. But uh, we're focusing on what's keeping him on the field right now. And he's had back-to-back uh, -back weeks where we're excited about. He's got a smile on his face. He's, he's playing hard. He brings good energy to the room. Um, and um, he, he wants to really do anything he can to, to help the team win. Nebraska 811 says go dig red. Before you dig, always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. This program has such a great, rich history with walk-ons, and you have some of them in your room as well. Brody Belt, I think, is maybe one of the most favorite guys of every coach on the team. What's it been like coaching Brody? Well, you can put me on that list there. Um, Brody, uh, he's just a, he's just a baller. Um, he, he's uh, he's probably uh, the smartest guy in the room as far as football goes. Um, he was kind of that duck R. I know you used to use that term uh, yeah. back when Coach Frost was here, but uh, that was uh, he can play running back, he can play slot receiver, he can play outside receiver, and uh, he's a guy that um, he he really um, quite frankly he's the one that really helped Trey Palmer in the transition as much as 
as anybody. Um, those guys are thick as thieves. And um, there was a play where Brody went down in preseason camp, and, and Trey Palmer left his spot and ran over. He was as concerned as anybody. Um, and we all obviously care for Brody and, and love him to death, but uh, like a son. But uh, Trey and Brody have a real unique relationship. And um, it's sometimes having a player's perspective on the ins and outs and the nuances of uh, certain route running tips and things that way um, sometimes really help. Uh, obviously, as coaches, you think your word, your word is end all. But um, sometimes the, uh, the little nuances that the players can uh, bring because they're going through it and, and uh, living it live and in color. So um, those guys have a great relationship. But he's, uh, he's, he's a special talent. And um, you know we're looking forward to him getting back. One final thing for you. I always like to ask about the freshmen, the guys that we're not going to see this year. They're going to redshirt. DeColdis is one of those. Had the injury in camp, so he is going to redshirt. You have a young guy from Atlanta as well. How about the two true freshmen in that room? Really excited about both those guys. They're going to be big names going forward here. Uh, DeColdis, uh, he, uh, he, he's more than just a... Uh, uh, NIL figure. Um, he's, he's really talented uh, on the field. He was really starting to come into his own and then uh, unfortunately uh, he, uh, he went down with an injury that uh, cost him a bunch of time this season but uh, he's handled that really well. He'd never been hurt before. Um, sometimes adversity it yeah. makes, you, makes you grow stronger and um, I've really been impressed how he's attacked the rehab. Um, he's, he's really had to work in the weight room, work in the rehab. Uh, he's doing a great job of, of staying um, up to speed on the, the football part of things. And um, I think that uh, you can expect big, big things from him going forward. And um, and uh, the guy we call Wood is uh, Bonner, is uh, is uh, doing a great job for us. Um, he's uh, kind of got a frame like Stanley Morgan. I'm not comparing him to Stanley, but just physically his stature. Um, but uh, he's got really strong hands. He's really smart, works at the game. Um, he's quiet, but um, he, he uh, he, he brings a heavy hammer when he's out there playing. Um, he's done everything that we've asked him to do with limited reps. Uh, he's been up with us at times where um, you get very few mistakes out of him. Uh, he does a good job of mastering the playbook and the game plans each week. And uh, that's a tribute to him uh, taking the time and having the maturity to study and know that he's getting limited reps but be available if his number's called. So I'd expect big things out of both those guys. Fantastic. Good to hear. Coach, appreciate you coming in and talking some football. With I appreciate us. you having me. You did a nice job with this group and good luck on Saturday. Thank you so much. Mike Sano, Huskers wide receiver coach with us here on uh, our Husker football radio hour. Our chat with the coach proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman plays products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com.